Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Dadon Tolbert. I'd like to welcome you to the, you know, the what I like to call the all-new Dadon Tolbert Show. I mean, we've been doing this, as you guys know, for, you know, a very long time, over 10 years now, in fact, and we've gone through a number of different changes, a number of different hosts, number of different show formats, and, you know, this is a new season here on the show. And one of the things that I want to do, um, you know, in this in this next phase is is bring awareness to topics that are not being discussed uh, as much by the mainstream. I mean, you know, we've been doing that, but just from a different perspective. You know, I want to um, – we've been, you know, lately focusing a lot on dating, a lot on relationships, a lot of uh, current events. I want to take those and, and give you guys more of my thoughts. Um, there have been a number of people in the media who have been, um, you know, hot topics of discussion. I want to start, um, you know, discussing those people. I want to start uh, allowing you guys to hear from those people, not necessarily to, um, you know, saying, okay, we agree with this person or we, um, you know, advocate this person's views, but more so just, you know, providing a forum uh, and a platform to um, open up conversation and discussion. And, you know, we, we, we start, that's kind of how we started out, um, you know, years ago. You know, we had a lot of uh, entertainers on. We had a lot of politicians on. We had a lot of activists and authors and uh, public speakers and different things, um, you know, even celebrities. And so we want to kind of go back to that, but, but you know, do that more so from a Christian perspective, from a, uh, a biblical perspective. And so, you know, you know you're definitely going to be hearing a lot of that um, in the near future. Uh, in fact, uh, this this Friday, guys, you know, we've been talking a lot about it on uh, on social media. I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Umar Johnson, who uh, many of you may know or and are you know familiar with, maybe from different views that he has, different um, you know topics he's he's been passionate about. He's he's talked about a lot of stuff. He's known you know, around the country and maybe different parts of the world for being real, for offering an, an unapologetic uh, stance and, and view on, on many different things. And so, um, you know, it's funny, you know, our paths had never crossed, um, but a lot of people over the years have said, yo, you know, have you heard of Dr. Umar Johnson and you should have him on the show. And, you know, I, you know, like I said, I was never opposed to it, but, you know, at that time we weren't really doing a lot of public, uh, you know, a lot of interviews like that. That at that point, um, we were just really, really focusing on, you know, the topics and the discussions. But, um, you know, uh, his, his people, you know, reached out to my people, if you will, and um, so we're gonna sit down on Friday and we're gonna we're gonna talk. And um, I on uh, on social media have been, um, you know, ask you know in a number of different forms asking for feedback about, you know, hey, what what kinds of questions. Would you guys like to hear me ask what what topics would you like to hear us discuss? I mean, he he discusses it all, and you guys know we discuss it all here on the show. But you know, we're you know, I'll say me, I have a certain way of, you know, and this is like I said, this is kind of what we want to do in the in the the future is bring my level of realness and incorporate that into, you know, what I mean, some of these interviews. There are never a few. People, I won't put any names out right now that I'm gonna reach out to, and some people that have reached out to me that I kind of been, 
you know, putting on the back burner because, like, I just didn't really, you know what I mean? That wasn't really the focus. But, like I said, I want, I want to start giving you because, you know, the, the response was overwhelming. It's like I'm, I'm, I, I look at myself as, as the people's – this this is you guys' show, right? So it's like whatever you guys want to hear, that's what we want to do. For a while, it was, you know, we were being overloaded, bombarded with ask state on advice questions, you know, the stuff in the media. You know, people just wanted us to hear us talk about what's going on in the world, which has been a major segment on the sh- on the show. You know, hey, now people are saying, hey, look, hey, you know, we we enjoyed that Zane interview, we enjoyed the the Drew Hill interview. We you know we're looking forward to Dr. Umar Johnson. You know, we we like hearing from different people in the entertainment industry and people doing different things. So so hey, I say why not. You know what I mean? So look out for that. But um, like I said, the interview is on Friday night at 9. We'll be live. This is just a little pre-show. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have a little bit of fun tonight, just kind of, you know, talk about some current events, probably, you know, be with y'all for like an hour, Not, not you know, nothing major. We It's rare that we do two live shows in, uh, you know, in a week these days. But I, I did want to, because like, there's so much to discuss, and so I, I didn't want to, um, like, you know, on Friday, I want to make sure we dedicate Keeping It Real Fridays uh, to to Dr. Johnson because I'm looking right as we speak at at you know a two page outline of at least you know you know twenty thirty questions so I'm I seriously doubt we'll get to all of them uh, Dr. Johnson and I on Friday but I'm gonna do my best he, you know I know he's uh, he's committed to uh, being with us for at least you know a couple hours you know I, you know it's kind of you see on YouTube you know four minute snippet, five minute snippet, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna you know, on Friday night it's gonna be a pretty good interview. So uh definitely uh calls are welcome, six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad. If uh you know you, you have something that you might like to uh, ask Doctor Johnson, or you you know any any time you know the format is not going to change. We we keep it real. We take all calls. We're not screening calls. You know it. You know it is what it is. All right, guys. Tonight's show, as always, brought to you by Talbot Relationship Counseling, um, TRC Auto Sales, uh, trctoday.com is the website. Let's. Um, I want to start tonight's show off, and it's just me tonight, guys. You know, uh, it's just me. You know what I mean? So I'm just gonna. Um, you know, be talking to y'all, you know, and um, give you guys an opportunity just to kind of hear my thoughts, you know. And you know, this is the Data on Tolbert show, so we're gonna you're gonna hear a lot more of my thoughts, how I feel, you know what I mean. Um, and you know, it's gonna be fun, man. You know, I'm excited about this this new direction this show is going in. So uh, definitely, um, you know, stay tuned. We got some good stuff coming up for y'all. Um, but like I said, current events, man. What's going on in the world, right? A lot, a lot of things have been going on. Everyone's talking about the gorilla. Right? You know what I mean? What, what's going on with this gorilla out here? You know, Harambe. Now, you know, I, I wanted to touch on it because I've heard a lot of, you know, different views, um, conflicting views. You know, a lot of people, some some racist views, some inappropriate views, just just some inappropriate comments. I mean, it's it's a sad thing. The gorilla. Um, was obvious. If you don't know, a young boy, uh, four-year-old, fell into, you know, a gorilla exhibit, you know, at the at the zoo or whatever. And, uh, you know, the 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 gorilla, you know, there's video of him kind of dragging the child through through the water, and um, you know, it, it's unclear if he was going to harm the child, but you know, the the police or you know whoever the officials came in and 
you know, shot the shot the gorilla. He was on the, uh, you know, an endangered species. You know, his uh, his species was uh, endangered, and um, so they had him there. And so, I mean, it's sad. You know, it's a sad thing. Um, you know, but I'll say this. You know, my, my parents taught me a very long time ago. You know, and this is when they, my, I remember my mom teaching me how to drive and showing me some things. She was saying, you know, when you get behind the wheel of that car, you know, if it's be, if it if it comes down to you hitting an animal, a dog, a cat, a squirrel, you know, and, and maybe possibly swerving into, you know, oncoming traffic or hitting a child or another person, you, she said, you kill that, you know, that 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 dog, that that squirrel, you know, you do what you have to do to avoid any loss of human life, and and you know I. So that's kind of how I feel about it with this situation. I feel like, um, you know, like I said, while the death of a gorilla is unfortunate, um, you know, that people may or may not agree, but, I mean, it's it's obvious that the child's life was in danger. You know, I mean, you may not be able to see that from that, the you know, the two-minute clip, but, I mean, you know, the child was in the ravine with a, you know, a gorilla. You know, I mean, these gorillas are dangerous animals. And so, you know, they somebody said, well, you know, a lot of people have said, well, why can't you, why couldn't they just have tranquilized the, the, the gorilla? Well, I don't know if you guys know how tranquilizers work, but you can't, you know, you can do that. But, and that can, that often is an effective way to, um, you know, to neutralize a situation like that. But in that instance, because the child was in such a close proximity, the the tranquilizer would not have kicked into effect for at least, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, uh, rendering the gorilla, you know, unable to move. But who's to say what would have happened in those 15 minutes? Most likely it would have enraged him. It would have pissed him off and possibly caused the gorilla to, um, you know, to possibly harm, you know, or even kill the child. So I think uh, the the those people did the right thing. And to be quite honest with you, and I'm just being real with you, I don't know how people feel about this. You know, I've seen different questions asked about, you know, would you have, you know, jumped into the the ravine to to save your child? You you darn right I would have. You know what I mean? You darn right have. And I I carry a a pistol with me, you know, just about at all times. So. You know whether it's at the zoo or whatever, I would have I would have shot the gorilla. You know, I mean that's just you know you know I know I've seen a lot of people without kids talking about this situation, and you can always tell when people are not, um, you know, uh, parents. But when you have a child, you as a parent, you're supposed to literally do whatever is necessary to protect your child. I mean that's just parental 101 you know what i mean so and if you and anyone who would not have done that i mean i question the mom you know she's in you hear her in the background you know mom mommy loves you mommy love mommy loves you i mean hey so i mean rest in peace to you know harambe harambe the gorilla you know we uh you know i'm sure some people will miss the gorilla but you know it, it is what it is uh you know so there's that i mean like i said i, I don't i saw it it's not something that really had me, you know, passionate about it. It's not something that really I, I was really, you know, I care about, to be quite honest with you. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, rest in peace to Harambe. Uh, what else is going on in the world, guys? What else is going on in the world? Um, something I found interesting, you know, this this, you know, this gay agenda. Um, and in fact, interesting enough, we'll be talking to Dr. Johnson on Friday night about his views on homosexuality. He's very passionate about just, you know, his views on 
where that originates from, um, the church's stance on it, black leaders and their role in it, uh, the education system. Uh, and so uh, as far as how they, you know, in the entertainment industry and how that all plays a role in, in homosexuality in, in our youth and in society as a whole. So we're going to talk to him about that. And you guys know we're we're very passionate about that. In fact, to this day, one of my all-time favorite shows was um was our special on homosexuality, you know, and what the Bible says about it, where we looked at uh the story of Noah, where we looked at the story of um Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, and just a number of different scriptures and analyzed them about what what the Bible, what God says about homosexuality, how he feels about homosexuality and just uh and, and sin as a whole. And so we're going to talk I'm looking forward to it, guys. If you, let me just tell you guys, we've done some interviews over the years. We've done some great shows over the years, but I think this this time, this this interview, this particular day is is going to is is going to stand out you know, over the course of history and our history as being one of the highlights, as being one of the defining moments just um, because of what he represents in society at this time, uh, being a kind of like a voice of uh, a rather large voice in the black community, in social media, and uh, and just us as far as what, what, what we bring, to, you know, here on this show to the uh, to society. So it's just, I feel like, two, um, two positive people coming together to discuss a, a number of, of, of topics. but um, And so that's going to be one of many topics we'll discuss is his views on homosexuality. But, you know, in, in regards to that, there's so much going on in this country, by the way, of the media, you know, um, the, the government, the, just the agenda that's being pushed. And we talk about it a lot. We talk about the agenda. And, you know, I'm really – I was I read an article – and I'm so glad to, to see, and we saw, you know, a, a clip from the Kenyan president who was saying that he absolutely is not going to support Obama in this whole homosexuality push, this gay agenda, gay rights push. He said that's just not something that they're passionate about. And I was really pleased to see recently that Nigeria is also not on board with this whole this whole gay agenda that and it's it's and I don't want people to think I want people to travel I want people to watch other news sources read get your news from other countries as well you know because you can look at certain stories look at american uh media outlets and then look at say you know al jazeera or or even certain uh you know british news or or african news outlets and it's just the the reporting is just so different and you know it, it makes it very easy to become biased and very easy to become just um almost brainwashed by this whole western you know mentality uh, you know is you you watch you know abc nbc cnn you you think that everyone supports this gay movement everyone's on board with this this gay movement and it's not you know it's not that way around the world you know, it's really just an American thing. There's so many countries that are saying, whoa, you know, this is not, you know, this is not right spiritually, biblically, um, but also just socially. This is not something that we want to, you know, integrate into our, our way of doing things. And I'm really glad to see uh, people like Nigeria. They recently banned uh, the I Am Kate reality show. You know, they said, hey, look, this is just not something we're going to entertain in our in our country which i which i found to be you know good because i i feel like it's just foolishness you know we, we we did a whole in fact 
one of our realest shows in recent memory was uh our you know right when he came out as you know I am Kate you know Caitlyn Jenner that you know we did a show if you guys remember um I, it was we just called it I am a Christian you know what I mean I am Christian and it was it was you know, a nice little play on words and it was it was at that time very very uh monumental we talked about a lot of important things from a biblical standpoint from a you know a social standpoint from a spiritual standpoint so you know shout out to nigeria and the president or whoever is responsible for um you know for you know getting that that show banned in fact i was just watching the news recently uh the you know many people know uh, finding nemo a very popular cartoon from back in the day well the sequel or whatever is, you know, is the follow-up Finding Dory. I'm not really familiar with. I didn't watch Finding Nemo. I don't, you know, have any plans on watching Finding Dory. Maybe you guys can tell me, you know, in social media world, you know, how true this is. I haven't even. I just saw it. I don't know if it's true or not. But from what I hear, there, there's a, there's a, a, a gay or, or lesbian couple, the first lesbian couple in, you know, in in cartoon history. From what I understand, so it's just like, you know, it's it's too much, you know, it's it's too much, uh, it's been too much, and you know, we just have to take a stand on this type of stuff. All right, so but yeah, that's crazy, and you know, I think I believe Ellen DeGeneres is, you know, a big part of that production, so I'm not surprised that, you know, that's one of the one of the themes. In this new film, I mean, just in, but just generally speaking, I mean, you look at everything, whether it's these reality shows, whether it's you know these governments, you know the states, they're they're, you know, I just read somewhere, you know, the first gay, you know, whoever, you know, it's always you know the first gay this first, it's like why are you even talking about that? Like why is that even news? Why is that even you know mind you? Why is that even worth mentioning? It's just and the fact that that's even an issue is, you know, is an issue in and of itself. All right, and a sign of the times. Okay, what else is going on out here? I found something. I, I was just thinking. I was just thinking. You know, we've been spending a lot of time talking about um, politics lately. Uh, we've been spending a lot of time talking about this, uh, the the primaries. You know, Hillary Clinton versus uh, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, and Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, and just that whole the whole race. If you guys haven't been following it, maybe you've been living under a rock. But uh, Donald Trump is basically the nominee for the Republican Party. Hillary Clinton is most likely going to be the the nominee for the Democratic Party, and um, you know it's it's very interesting. And one of the th- interesting things I've I found about it, well, several things, but I I was thinking that you look at Donald Trump's you know platform, and then you look at Bernie Sanders' platform, and you'd be surprised. There's a lot of similarities. To what they're both saying. I mean, if you really look at it, they're both. I mean, obviously, there's some some very stark differences there between the two people and their platforms. But one of the 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 common denominators is the fact that Donald Trump is, you know, his whole thing is the we, we have a rigged system. It's a corrupt system. You know, he's spoken about the fact that how it's rigged. You know, when when from a from a businessman standpoint, he's talked about buying politicians. He's talked about the power of money in politics, lobbyists. You know what what 
you know, a million dollar donation will will buy you in the in Congress, in the House of Representatives. You know what I mean? And so um, that's his whole his whole stance, which is 100 percent true. You know, and interestingly enough, Bernie Sanders is saying the same exact thing. That's his whole thing. You know, we have a rigged system. We have a, a you know a certain group of billionaires who control everything. And it's people are saying, well, you know, I, I, I like Bernie or you know I like Donald Trump. And it's like, but they're actually, if you really listen, guys, they're actually saying the same exact thing in that regard about the system. But the key, the very what's even more interesting than that is look at who's not saying the same thing. You know what I mean? Look, look, look at what Barack Obama is saying or not saying. You know, look at what Hillary Clinton is not saying, and even what she's doing. Look at where her money comes from. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just amazing that I mean, I don't care if you like Donald Trump, I don't care if you like Bernie Sanders, but you, you, you have to at least be able to see, you know, the 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 differences. Like, you're basically supporting, you know, the people. You know who are who are being supported by the system that has historically kept us oppressed as a people. You know what I mean? I mean, I, or, or tried to keep us oppressed. You know, put a system in place specifically designed to keep us oppressed. And so you can't really. And it's just to me, it's amazing how many people are supporting the system. Because remember, presidents come and go. Presidents come and go. Obama will, will, you know, he's here, he will go. Hillary Clinton will come and go. But the system has, you know, has been here and will continue to be here, and it's not changing. And so just think about that. Just think about that, guys. Um, You know, continue to think about it over the summertime as, some, you know, the the time period. You know, we're not hearing as much from Donald Trump or from Hillary Clinton. There haven't been as many debates. There haven't been as many, you know, uh, just kind of head-to-head things just because a lot of the primaries have ended. And um, the next big thing really will be the the, the conventions. And so, um, you know, just... Just continue to watch, continue to research, even though they may not be shoving it down your throat. We still have to keep ourselves informed. In fact, uh, that's actually another major topic that uh, Dr. Johnson and I will be discussing on uh, on Friday, Friday night. You know, keep it. I was talking to his publicist. Shout out to her. She said, uh, you know, what, what day is best for you? I said, you know, keeping it real Fridays. You know what I'm saying? I said, what what better day? Then keeping it real Fridays because we're gonna keep it real. Everybody can kind of come home from a long day, chill, relax, and um, you know just hear a very entertaining, real interview. And again, I I really thank you all, everyone who you know contributed questions and uh, and, and uh, discussion topics to, uh, to to my outline that I've been working on and will be finalizing over the uh, the next couple of days. So shout out to you guys. But yeah, so so there's that. There's the whole uh, political uh, piece. So a little bit later, I want to do a few Ask State On advice questions and then get up out of here. I mean, we're really going to, like, one of the things, let me just tell you real quick. One of the things I want to do with this new, in this new season, guys, is, um, is you know, give you guys more content. You know, I mean, we, we're on seven nights a week, if you guys don't know. Um, a lot of those are rebroadcasts of some of our classic interviews, and so one of the things that I'm going to try to start doing is is giving is really like when we say we're going to do Ask State on Advice Hour, like really do that Ask State on Advice Hour because believe it or not, 
You know, because and it's all the same. Like you know, a lot of the three hour shows that you guys have been doing, three hours, you know, or have been hearing, you know, that's they're great and they've been great. Understand that, but they take a lot out of me. They take up a lot of time. Um, they take up a lot of emotion. Um, and so, one of the things I want to try to do is give you more one hour shows. You know what I'm saying in the week, more. 45-minute shows, you know what I'm saying, just to, just so that everything, because the only reason they're three hours is because we're not doing them as often, so stuff is piling up, and so I want to maybe try to give you all a couple shows a, a week, you know, at least a couple shows, at least three, four shows a week. That way we can um, not have to have the, the long three-hour show. So just keep that in mind, you know, just some, some different things, different different ways of doing things, just some some ideas I'm playing around with. Um, but yeah, so, so with the whole, so that's Donald Trump, that's you know what I'm saying? And with, with Trump, guys, you know, there's, there's obviously we've been spending a lot of time talking about media propaganda, right? I mean, we, you know, every show, last several months, really, we've been focusing on it. We did the Black Lives Matter. We've talked about, you know, Beyonce and this whole lemonade thing. We've talked about, um, you know, Becky with the good hair. That was another classic show. Just a lot of different uh, things. Media propaganda, media, you know, the pushing of an agenda is real. And I want you guys to understand something. In fact, again, this is another topic we're going uh, to be discussing with uh, Dr. Johnson and I are going to be discussing is, uh, is just this race. Well, a couple of things, race versus religion, the role religion plays in, in, in uh, this country, um, but also just race and the media's uh, – their portrayal of it, their coverage of it, you know, and I just, I, I was doing some thinking. I want you guys to do some thinking in, in this way. You know, have you guys noticed? You know, I, I just wonder, want to know if you've noticed that there's so much, everything, whether it's George Zimmerman, whether it's Trayvon Martin, you know, whether it's Mike Brown, you know, all of these things. I mean, Sandra Bland, I mean, so many different cases, um, so many different um, just stories, you know, so much coverage, so much everything. It, it's all surrounding race. It's all tugging at our emotions in regards to race and, and our heritage and just racism. And if you notice, that theme is being met with the media, you know, the, the with Hollywood support, basically, you know, if you look at the last several years, let's just I'm just gonna throw out some 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 movies. We're gonna throw out some TV shows. Look at they, they, you guys notice they've got Roots that came out this weekend. Or they they redid Roots. Okay, I want you guys to look at they redid. Um, well, they did Twelve Years a Slave, which won. The coveted, the much coveted, you know, Best Picture Academy Award a few years ago. All right, they um, there's a new show produced by John Legend, one of Hollywood's biggest stars right now. He who just won the Oscar for Selma. You know what I mean? Doing a, a, a song in Selma about Dr. King and the whole civil rights movement. Um, you know, uh, so there's that. Um, there's Underground, which is a new show also. Oh, yeah, he, so he produced, Underground is the show produced by John Legend, who won for Selma, who won the Oscar, you know what I mean? Uh, like I said, The Butler, produced by, 
and starring Oprah Winfrey. Um, you know, Nat Turner, the, this, the new movie, uh, you know what I'm saying, that's in production right now that was actually just uh, sold for about $20 million. I forget the studio that bought it, but um, uh, what is it, Nate Parker sold the rights to this, uh, the distribution and marketing rights to uh I forget the pick the you know the uh you know the the, the company um and so the studio but you know for 20 million dollars which it was a, which is a record you know I don't think they've there's ever been a independent film that has been purchased for for that large amount of money and so you really got to ask yourself so we got Nat Turner we got the butler we got 12 years of slave we got underground we got roots you know, Matthew McConaughey is in the new movie, Free State of Jones, you know, which is another big thing, a big movie coming up, you know, this summer. I mean, are you guys seeing a pattern here? You know what I mean? Are you seeing a pattern? You can't have and you won't have a media focus, you know, uh, on 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 race, you know, this race war, basically. The Baltimore riots, you know, Ferguson. You know, Obama's passing laws left and right, you know, reforming the criminal justice system to, you know, you're not going to see all that stuff without seeing Hollywood also capitalizing off of the, the sentiment that is that is going around this country, you know, around race. And it's I just want people to be aware that is it is an agenda. I'm very excited and looking forward to hearing Dr. Umar Johnson's views on like, yo, media propaganda, like what do you think about the role that the media plays in, in really inciting a lot of these, you know, th- this race war, you know, and these conflicts, you know, you don't see these, uh, these, these issues. There's not this theme of race where, when you go to other countries like that. It's, it's just not, there's other issues, but race is just not it. And you really got to ask yourself, why is our media, why is our government so passionate about this, you know, about race and, Understand that a lot of it is unfortunately a uh, you know a distraction. So and that's real. And we'll, like I said, we'll continue to talk about it. But just think about that stuff. You know, like I said, we'll talk about it. But in your own time, research and really, because there hasn't been guys. I mean, I want you, I follow film. You know, I follow movies. You know, I watch the Academy Awards every year. I mean, there's never been a stretch. Right? There's never been a stretch of you know five to ten years where there's been this many movies back to back to back to back. I mean, just literally almost just about every year, whether it's in film or TV, you see a movie about slavery. I mean, that's what's go, what's really going on here. You know what I mean? What's really going on? I mean, they're, they're, it's almost like when they did the whole, you know, I mean, straight out of Compton even. You know, they made, they made niggas with attitudes into a race war, basically. It was, and they made it. This wasn't what it was at all. Cause I, I lived this. I grew up in that time period. They, but the movie made it about some type of, you know, them versus us. You know, to to carry on that whole thing. The cops versus these gangsters. They they, they went from being, you know, to victimizing people through murder and robbery and rape and killing and, and drugs to them being victimized by the government and the police, which is absolutely ludicrous. You know, if you guys uh, missed our special on Straight Outta Compton, definitely, um, you know, hit those archives because it was a uh, a very important show. You know, we definitely talked about a lot of different things there. 
Um, speaking of media propaganda, um, look at the let's look at the Zika virus. You know, this is interesting. I mean, before it was the Ebola virus, right? You know, now it's the now. I mean, well, seriously, it was only a few months ago. What you know, it's like, oh my gosh, Ebola is here. It's migrated to the United States. It's coming. It's here. It's you know, it's going to kill everyone. And now you don't really hear too much about it, right? I mean, you don't really hear a lot about the Ebola virus. Now it's you know, it's this Zika virus. You know, I know people in Africa. You know, people who have traveled to Africa, they say, you know, Ebola is... Like, oh my gosh, people are like, are you afraid of Ebola? Like, no, it's it's not... No, it's it's fine. Like, this. Hey, do you know anyone who's actually been... Everyone's dying over in Africa. Nah, my family's fine. You know what I mean? It's like... And I'm I'm, I'm talking about people who, who have family there and who have been there. And I want you... And uh, same thing with Zika. I was just... And the reason I'm talking about this, I was... Just the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine who's actually Brazilian. You know, they're saying that you know Zika virus originates there, and it's like this big thing, and everyone's you know who comes back, who goes there, and comes back here. A lot of them have been you know testing positive for the for the Zika virus. Well, I asked him. I said, "Yo, man, you're, you you just he just got back from Brazil." I said, "Like, yo, what's going on with this Zika virus?" He said, "No, nah, I, I just came back from there." He said, "It's fine." You know, he said it's not really, you know, that big of a deal over there. He said, I mean, he said it's, you know, it's a virus just like anything else. You got to be careful. But he said it's not at all over there the way, you know, the media is making it to be over here. And I just said, wow, that's crazy. And I just I just want to talk about this. I just want people to be aware of what's going on. Again, he is actually Brazilian. He literally just got back from Brazil. You know, I mean, think about that. You have foreign countries talking about viruses that originate in actual you know, in countries, but that we're talking about it more than they're actually talking about it on their media. I mean, so does that make any sense whatsoever? <laughs> you know what I mean? And you really got to ask yourself, like, wow, like, what's what's really going on? So there's that, man. Like I said, there's a lot going on in the in the media, a lot going on in the world. Um, and we just want to talk about it, man. Like I said, you know, a lot of these, just so you know, a lot of these um, in the next couple of months, you know, a lot of these topics that you guys have heard us um, discussing um, here on this show, I want to start, I want to, you're going to see, hear a lot of guests. Not a lot of guests, but you're going to see some, some different guests in different, you know, somebody said, you know, you should, you should, you know, when you do have Dr. Johnson on, you should, Make sure you videotape it and put it on YouTube and, you know, that'll, that'll catapult this show to a, another stratosphere. I'm like, I'm like, what? I said, for what? Just because just I'm having Dr. Johnson, Dr. Umar Johnson? I said, you must not know me very well. I mean, this, you guys have to understand. I mean, like I said, we come from that. Like, we, that's how this show started was, was with, you know, you know, hot topics and celebrity guests and, you know, that whole thing. There was a time when I was on the phone and emailing back and forth with different publicists of some of the biggest celebrities in the, in the, in the country, in the world at that time. And, you know, just that's what we did. Um, and, and all, you know, these, these archives are, you know, they're there, they're, you know, I'm not, but that's not what we are about now. So I want people to understand that we are about helping people. We're about building and cultivating relationships and, 
you know, doing things from a spiritual perspective. So even the guests that we do have on, you're not going to see a whole lot of glamorizing of their lifestyle. That's not what at all what this is. But that said, if there is someone that presents uh, his or herself, you know, as a way to, you know, highlight some of the topics that we are passionate about here, you know, in, in this movement, then yeah, we, you know, let's sit down. Like I feel like Dr. Johnson would be a good fit because, you know, he does talk about a lot of issues and, and he is passionate about a lot of things that I'm actually passionate about. Now, we may have different views, you know, but that passion is something that I feel like can be, um, you know, can be positive. You know, so, so that's that's the goal, all right? What else is going on out here in the world, man? A lot of things going on in the world. Um, loving hip-hop. You know, loving, you know, we've, we fight, you know, a lot, sometimes people ask me, they say, well, Dayton, you know, you're a pretty conscious dude, man, you know, you do a show from a biblical standpoint, you know, I've heard you talk about loving hip-hop and, you know, some of these reality shows, like, what's up with that? And for those of you who may be unfamiliar, and, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but just since we've got some time, you know what I mean, tonight, like I said, it's going to be a very laid-back show, a little bit of a of a, of a shorter show. You know, we've got got a little bit of time. You know, love and hip-hop, and I want to talk about some specific things regarding that, but these reality shows, guys, you know, whether it's love and hip-hop, New York, Atlanta, you know, Hollywood, whatever, we've talked about them all, they, they you know, and, and absolutely are very much so scripted, you know, very much so in many cases fake, downright fake. You know, these, they're freaking actors on there, I mean, in many cases, um, but... There's so many women that I know who who have a Stevie J in their life, who have a Peter Guns, you know, love triangle thing going on, you know, um, little scrappy and different things like that. And so, you know, we, the, the, in that sense, these are very much so real stories. You know, again, uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about on Friday night is, you know, black relationships. You know, if you got you got to be crazy not to tune in that show. I mean, just look at what we've already discussed so far. That's going to be, and that's not even ha- that's not even a quarter of the topics that I have to go over with with, uh, with Doctor Umar Johnson. But yeah, black relationships. I mean, so that's you know, it's this stuff isn't that fake. You know what I mean? It may be scripted, but it ain't fake. You know, and so there's a lot that can actually be learned. I look at it like this: if you're gonna watch these shows. You know, watch them, male, female, and let's learn from them. Let's talk about them. You know, let's let's try to figure out how can we move black love forward? How can we bring back the family that you don't see on Love & Hip Hop? You know, the families that you don't see out here in the mainstream media. Let's Let's look at that stuff and then figure out, okay, what are they doing wrong? Or, you know, what could be done differently to have a different result? How can we help? you know, Tamika or, you know, whoever, avoid ending up with little Scrappy, you know, as, you know, her baby's father. What can, you know, what kinds of things can be done in that sense? And so um, that's why we talk about it. And now one of the things that I saw in there on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, I don't know if you guys have been, um, you know, been following it, but I found it interesting that, I mean, there's so many different things that we could talk about. And we'll probably do a, um like we normally do a uh you know season finale recap special or whatever like that we've done that the last several seasons of the last several shows 
um, you know, of that genre. Uh, very classic shows. But one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight is Carly Red. And, you know, like she's got a lot going. I'm not into the whole, I'm, you know, she's just wilding out. But one of the things I found interesting was that if you look at the last season, you look at, you know, from what you may have seen in the media, she was dating Life Jennings. And, you know, and I don't know anything about life, but, I mean, you know, most people probably agree from what they've seen. You know, he seems like a cool dude. You know, he seems like a nice guy. I mean, like I said, I don't know anything about him at all from a personal level or a spiritual level or whatever like that, just from what I've seen, you know, on the show or whatever. But he doesn't seem like a horrible guy. And, you know, it seemed like Carly really liked him. But one of the things that I saw him saying was like, yeah, you know, I'm not really with her, but, you know, I'm willing to see where this could go. And he said, but right now I just want to kind of watch her because her attitude can kind of be a little bit weird. She got some ways with her. So, you know, he was like, if she gets that under control, you know, we could maybe see, you know, and it's clear that she liked him. She was hoping for something significant. But then, you know, next thing you know, she's posing for Playboy, right? She posed for Playboy, I guess, in the, you know, in the off season, if you will, while they weren't, you know, shooting, she posed for Playboy. Those, you know, pictures are out there. She's nude or whatever. And then she comes back on the show this season, and, and she's like, where's life? She's like, I haven't heard from life. She said, Dad, he, he, don't, he used to call me. He used to text me. Now I don't, I don't hear from him. And, and she, I think she even said on the season, like, yeah, ever since the Playboy shoot, <laughs> I stopped hearing from him. And I'm looking like, well, duh, like what, you, what did you think was going to happen? You know, like what what did you think was going to be the result of you dealing with a man, right? You know, who who you liked and who appeared to like you and you decide to show off your 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 body, your goods to the world. I mean, what sense does that make? You know, and so like I said, there's a lot. If you watch the show, there's obviously a lot that we could discuss, but I don't we'll save that for another time, but I mean, you know, lady, and this is just a little thing for the ladies, you know, we give relationship advice, you know, in the group and all, you know, all over. You got to understand, you know, there's not a man of substance, and I'm not saying that he is one, but I'm just saying when you're talking about a true man of God, when you're talking about a Christian man, when you're talking about, you know, someone seeking a wife, I mean, you know, whether it's posing for Playboy whether it's, you know, wearing certain revealing outfits out in public, you know, whether it's, you know, having your boobs out, you know, have, you know, maybe you have, we're seeing women nowadays with, with, you know, as voluptuous shapes as as I've ever seen as an adult. I mean, now it's getting crazy out here. And, you know, now women are not even covering up at all their, their, their bottom parts. I mean, I just went to the, uh, I was handling some business today. I had to go to a, you know, I was in the in the hood, and a woman came out of her crib. She's walking down the street. She just literally had on black tights, no panties, and a, and a, a spaghetti strap tank top with no bra, and that's it. And some flip flops, and you know, I, and I, you know, I mean, and she was very, as the fellows would say, she was thick. And that's, you know, you just got to look at that. As a man, you're going to look. Any man is going to look at that. But you got to ask yourself, ladies, do you want a man to, to look at you, to ogle you, if you will? 
you know, or do you want a man to genuinely be interested in pursuing a future with you? You know, and the only way that that's going to happen is by covering up. You know, is and, and she and she was, you know, there. A lot of women say, well, she was thick and it was ninety degrees out. So what did she? What was she supposed to do? Maybe put on a bra. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would have been a, a start. Uh, maybe putting on some panties. Uh, maybe having a shirt that actually, you know, covered up. You know, something that did not present herself like. Uh, you know, like a prostitute or, or, or a freak or a hoe or someone who had little to no respect for her body, you know? So, I mean, that's just my thoughts on that. So and I wanted to share that with you guys because, you know, we keep it real. You know, I wanna, another something interesting that I read uh, in the media was uh, Chris Brown. Um, Chris Brown was in the news lately, and he was rather upset with his child's mother who for – um, I think you know. I guess her daughter, his daughter, their daughter dances. She does dance. She's I think what I don't I remember how old she. I think maybe two years old, three, four years old, or whatever. And she goes to dance, and and the mother dressed her in a you know ballerina. Like my daughter dances, so I already know about those those you know outfits or whatever. You got the short little tutu, whatever the leotard, you know, the tights. But the problem with this was was the little girl wasn't wearing tights and this this photo went viral of you know his daughter and in what appeared to be you know a tank top and an extremely short skirt with with no with no stockings on it and he was upset about that and I as a father rightfully so you know a lot she was you know the mother was on there saying well you know what what if you if you look at a little girl like that you're sick and this and that and you know it's perverts out here and you shouldn't even be looking at a little girl but one of the things you got to realize is one, there are perverts out here, but two, you gotta you gotta protect your children from that stuff. You don't want to put them out there in, you know, dressed in what could even be appear it could appear to be a seductive manner or a sexy. You know, you don't even want your kids to be looked at. I mean, put the tights on. You know, put the um, you know cover cover up as much as possible. So I I felt him on that. You know, I felt him on. Uh, on his anger for uh, his daughter being, you know, put on the internet and, and what appeared to be, I know what it was, but a lot of people didn't look at that as, you know, maybe they don't have kids that are in dance class, ballerinas. They just look like it's just like it was a very short skirt. So I don't know. That's just my, you know, that's my thoughts on what else is going on. Everyone's talking about. This has been a really hot topic. We discussed it over in the Friends of the Day Don Talbert show recently. Um, breastfeeding. Breastfeeding in public, you know, um, there's a debate, you know, about this going on. You know, is that okay? Is that not okay? Um, you know, how do people feel about women breastfeeding? Should they cover up? Should they be allowed to um, nurse their children in public places? I mean, I feel like, you know, I've my wife is, you know, breastfed. My son, my daughter. I mean, I don't see a pro- there's not a problem with that. I mean, breastfeeding is. You know, probably one of the more healthy things you can do for a child. I have no problem with that, but I feel like, you know, if you're gonna do it, cover, you know, just cover up, you know, or, you know, if possible, go into a secluded place, you know, whether it's a bathroom or, um, you know, a corner. And you know, I, from what I understand, from what I've seen with my wife and, you know, different family members. I mean, you, you carry a 
a blanket or a, a shawl or, or something. You just you know, hook the baby up and, and throw it over their head. I mean, I don't feel like that's too much to ask. I don't feel like, you know what I mean, that should not be, um, you know, that's too much to ask. I don't. I feel like that should be expected. I mean, if you really think about it, you're, you know, you're whipping out your breast, you know, and your your child is you're you're exposing your nipple basically, so so the child can 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 suck on it, to can can be fed, which is fine. But if you if you ever have breastfed, you know, sometimes the child hasn't become a professional nurser at that point. So you know, there's there's, there's moments where the nipple might be kind of exposed. So I, I mean, I don't see as a woman why any woman would want that to be to be exposed for for anyone to see other than her husband or you know or whoever or the family close family I don't so I mean that's just my thoughts on it. I know some people are very passionate about that but I would say yeah definitely um if at all possible you know try to cover up uh that is that's one topic <laughs> Dr. Umar Johnson and I will not be discussing on Friday night I don't I don't think we need to ask Dr. Umar about you know breastfeeding you know um so yeah we'll uh, we'll leave that for us uh, what else is going on out here, guys? What else? And we're just like I said, guys. We're just talking tonight. This is literally this is going to be the epitome of Ask State on Advice Hour. Just kind of taking an hour, you know, out of all of our days, just to just to hear some, you know, get some information, talk about a couple current events, and you know, keep it keep it keep it pushing. A um, couple other things. One other things I wanted to uh, you know talk about. We talked. You know, it was recently Mother's Day, and every year. We do a a post or sometimes a pre Mother's Day special, sometimes a post Mother's Day special. Um, the the first the 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 first show after Mother's Day, we spent some time talking about just the role of of good mothers, of great mothers, and, and really parents as a whole, and um, just you know what what they should be doing. What are some areas that we you know we see mothers falling short in? What are some things that fathers can do a better job of it? And, um, you know, I was really disappointed to hear, although I'm not surprised to hear, you know, Jay-Z and, and Pusher T, you know, <laughs> Pusher T, interesting, you know, he, from the clips, if you guys follow him, he's on uh, actually the president of Kanye West label Good Music is, is Pusher T, who has a, you know, a, a career and has made a name for himself as a, drug dealer as a someone who advocates that you know that life and uh, he has a new album coming out it's entitled king push and everyone's talking about this album it's a very highly anticipated album i personally do not know why but a lot of people in the hip-hop world are looking forward to this album and from what i understand the first single off of king push is going to be a song called drug dealers anonymous Featuring Jay Z. Now, now let's just, you know, let's just let this, you know, marinate for a second. One of the things that I think people don't understand about Jay Z, they don't understand about Beyonce, is that these are not people who um, are ideal role models. You know, as much as Barack Obama and the media as a whole would like to paint these two in a very favorable light, you really have to take a look at you know, their contribution to society. You know, if we're talking about Beyonce, you really, like we did on uh, the other night, I think the last one of the last times we were live, we talked about Lemonade. 
where we talked about Becky with the good hair and just what all of these things represented and, and we where we broke down the lyrics. You know, you really got to look at like, yo, these are things that messages, negative messages, negative imagery that's being projected into society that children are listening to, children are being influenced by. You know, and we really, as parents, as responsible individuals, have to protect them from that, whether it's Beyonce, Lil Wayne, whoever. And if you look at Jay-Z, he's someone, these people get passes. These people have, begot, have gotten passes into, you know, past the gatekeepers into these households because of the media propaganda surrounding them. But you have someone like Jay-Z coming out with a song like Tom Ford that's about, you know, Glorifying drug use Designer drugs You know I don't pop Molly I rock Tom Ford That's a song, a song Nothing about nothing but drugs And glorifying And glorifying his personal drug use And drug habits These He's a father You know Beyonce is a mother These are There, there are kids involved here And now, now there's this new song called I mean there's so much outside of that But just that you know there's a song called Drug Dealers Anonymous where that's going that's glorifying now it's glorifying drug use and and dr- the lifestyle of drug dealing and that and I just want people to understand it I'm not saying boycott I'm not into the whole oh let's boycott Jay-Z these people are you know he's a just about a billionaire I'm not trying to take money out of his pocket that money is already there it's going to be there whatever but I just want people to be aware just understand what it is. Just understand what the agenda is. You know, it's 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 a duality. Duality is a very common theme, you know, in 2016. It's you know, it's put it's presenting people in in positions of power who are in all actuality evil. Right? But it's allowing those lines to be blurred. What did the Bible say? What does the Bible say about that? I don't have it up in front of me, but it it says, you know, the spirit of the Antichrist is here, right? And 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 has and and has been here. You know, and it's basically saying like, you know, that if you guys aren't familiar with the the whole Antichrist and what what the Bible says it will be, he will be, it will be someone who will deceive us, someone, someone who will present himself as good as a savior, as really as Christ, but it will actually be Satan himself. And so the Antichrist is not here, but the spirit is. And it and that spirit is what we're seeing in the media, in people like Jay Z, in people like Beyonce, and you know, don't shoot me guys, but in people like Obama, who are not pushing a biblically correct agenda, but instead pushing what is in all actuality a satanic agenda. That is what the Bible is referring to as as the spirit of of the Antichrist. So, and like I said, as as time goes on, we'll continue to talk about that and just look at these issues, look at these topics, but you know, from a one hundred percent biblical uh, biblical standpoint. But yet, but now as far as music goes, we absolutely will be talking uh, to Dr. Johnson. I'll be talking to Dr. Johnson about um, his views on on music, um, popular music, mainstream music, 
and the role that that plays uh, in in these households. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm absolutely interested in hearing his views on that because um, I'll be honest, I can't respect a man who who allows certain messages, certain images to be present, abundantly present in in children's lives. I can't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just can't respect it. So I'm I'm interested to hear how he feels and just how parents in general feel because I don't get it. I don't see how people, how they get that pass, you know, knowing what these people are, you know, the messages that are being projected forth. All right. One other, uh, one last topic, well, not one last topic, one of the last topics, um, I, you know, it's been in the news lately is uh, is Tamar Braxton. Uh, Tamar has been in the news. You know, I don't. I mean, I don't watch it. I know my wife watch. My wife watches it from time to time. The real, you know. I don't. Was it Lonnie Love? You know, uh, uh, you know, Tamara or Tia. You know, one of them. Um, Adrian, Adrian Bylon. You know what I'm saying? Like those people. What's the genie? Whatever her last name is. Uh, I mean, you know, they're. I mean, for as far as those types of shows go, I mean. It is what it is. I mean, you know that, that that variety type of talk show, you know, whatever. But to me, they're very annoying. Um, but if you guys don't know, they said that Tamar was was fired. Well, that's the rumor. She was let go. That you know, she said released a statement saying she's going to focus on her uh, her solo career. The station said pretty much the same thing. But there's other reports that she was fired because of her, you know, her negative attitude and. I mean, I've said that from day one. I mean, we've like I talked to you guys about last time we were live. Um, we talked about the the Braxton show. In fact, we did an entire special on the Braxtons. And if you Google the Braxtons on the Data on Tolbert show, you you know you'll hear that particular show where we analyze the characters. And you know, so we've been we've been talking about uh, Tamar for a long time. And you know, her attitude has never been something that I was especially fond of. Um, very emotional, very loud, very just over the top, you know, ghetto. And, um, you know, I think for me that's a teachable moment, you know, because, you know, we live in a society where we're seeing, I've seen a significant increase in sarcasm. You know, sarcasm, and, and you know, and you can keep it, let's keep it related. A lot of you ladies are sarcastic, you know, you, you know, whether it's the, the jokes or the that that wall that barrier that that kind of keeps people at bay you know everything's a joke everything's funny or it's just you know a smart comment you know and that that ladies I just want you guys to understand we don't talk about that a lot here on the show but I think it's very important to understand ladies men absolutely hate sarcasm don't think that oh you know now we'll I'm sarcastic, and I've never had a problem getting a man. Don't think that men like that stuff. Please understand, men. some men will deal with it because it's a means to an end. It's like, okay, I know that's how you are. That's how you've been historically. So I accept it, and I'm just going to deal with it because you're giving me the booty, you know, whatever. But, guys, you got to understand, when we, we, what do we talk about most here on this show? You know, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about the importance of having the best possible personality. All sarcasm is, first of all, having a great personality is all about allowing, you know, not having a wall up. 
not having a guard up, you know, being comfortable enough in your own skin so that a man can get to know the real you. So how can a man get to know you, the real you, if every time he tries to reach you, you you put that wall up, that wall up of, of sarcasm, you know, and that's we I see a lot of those taint the what did she call it, the Tay Martians. There's a lot of that going on, and that's just you know one of the things we'll be talking about is black relations on Friday night, and I want to ask him specifically, you know, what do you attribute to? Well, a couple of things in regards to that, but one, why do you? What do you attribute to so many? Uh, successful black women, you know, being single and not having love, but then also, too, what do you look for in a wife? You know what I mean? Because I want people to hear. You guys hear me. You've heard the barbershop talk crew over the years. I mean, you know, the, the answer, you pretty much have an idea of, you know, from my perspective, what men look for. But I want you to hear from Dr. Umar Johnson. I'm pretty sure um, it won't be... I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I don't. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I, you know, we'll let. We'll see what what he what he looks for. I don't know if he'll feel how I feel or or he will feel totally opposite. We'll see. You know, we don't. I don't script these shows. We you know we're gonna keep it 100 percent real. If he disagrees, man, you guys know me. I'm a real dude. I don't get intimidated by anybody. I don't. You know, I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'm not afraid to disagree or be disagreed with. You know, I in fact I love it because I like to debate. So we'll see, you know what I'm saying? But I I would hope that, you know, well, I mean, we'll see. I'll just say that. I'll leave it at that. We'll see, see what his thoughts are. But, yeah, so don't, I mean, and that's just advice that I would give, ladies. Don't, you want to be the opposite of Tamar? You know, you want to be the opposite of someone like that, that type of attitude, that type. And, you know, a lot of times that sarcasm, guys, a lot of times those jokes are, a direct attempt to hide pain. You know, I think we all know that. You know, um, it's it's not, nobody's, you know, what they say, they say well, the comedians will tell you, be the first to tell you, that a lot of their jokes are to mask pain. What, what, what did uh, Kevin Hart name his whole tour? Well, laugh at my pain? I mean, it's the laugh at my pain tour. And so just understand that, that, that sarcasm, just well, that's not what we want. We want to just be able to laugh with you. We want to be able to cry with you. We want to be able to know the real you. And if you if you mask who you are, no, you know it's it's not. We're not going to be able to form that emotional bond with with you. And if a man doesn't form that bond with you, then there's no way you can expect him to, um, you know, to to commit to you on a serious level. So uh, so there's there's that. Uh, so those are those are just some of the um, those are like some of the major. What's going on in the world? Topics, some of the major um, astadon topics, you know, that, that people had, you know, expressed an interest in in discussing. And, and um, as I've mentioned, you see, you've kind, of, you know, and it's not just those, but we've kind of set the stage a little bit for Friday night's climactic interview with Dr. Umar Johnson, where we'll be, you know, getting deep into those topics and uh, and and many more. Couple, uh, couple ask data on advice uh, questions that I wanted to answer tonight before we, uh, before we wrap it up. Like I told you guys, we're not going to be here all night. I just, it's just me tonight, and so um, I wanted to just give y'all a little bit, of, a little bit, you know what I mean, and come back Friday. But um, a question was asked, and this came up, and we had it was a pretty good debate in the in the group about um, hair. 
And um, I understand, from what I understand, uh, Dr. Johnson is, is, you know, has an issue, and I haven't really researched a lot about his views on this, but from what I understand, has an issue with women with weaves. Um, somebody said, well, they don't, you, you know, you, you have issues with women with weaves too. I said, I said, no, I don't. I said, I don't, I don't have any issues with weaves. I said, because my wife doesn't wear a weave, and that's the only woman that I care about on that level, so I could care less. I said, but, I said, so it's not that I have an issue with it. Um, it's that I I'm, I don't find them attractive, I, and I've spoken to many men who have expressed that they don't find them attractive, and so I'm saying that if if women are seeking love, it may behoove them to, from a physical standpoint, to kind of be, you know, present themselves in the best possible manner. Um, that men, many men, are saying, "Hey, look, this is what I do find attractive." So. You know why not do that? I mean, what would be the reason not to do it? I understand those are uh, those are not necessarily Dr. Johnson's views, but we'll see. We'll see what his views are and how they line up with my views as far as that goes. But it'll be interesting. But we did have a question pertaining to hair, and it was uh, the whole cutting of the hair thing. And um, I told someone I would discuss this. You know, I, I feel like this, and I had this actually happen to me years ago with a young woman. And the question was. If a woman cuts her hair or is wanting to cut her hair, you know, should she consult her husband about that? I mean, you know, or her significant other about that? And if if she does, if you know, if she cuts her hair without con- without consulting him, is he or you know or or drastically changes her appearance without consulting him? Is he wrong? For ending the relationship I mean my views on it are this Are this um, And I feel like Relationships are about communication You know relationships Are about trust Relationships are about honesty You know if someone lies to you If someone commits A lie of omission If someone is dishonest Then that's going to damage The trust and that's ultimately going to break the bond and damage in many cases it, you know permanently the relationship and the friendship or the relationship or whatever the case is and so you can't in many cases the marriage so for me hair is a if we're talking about hair or anything that would drastically change your appearance male or female i feel like that should be discussed if you're going to change your car, if you're going to change your house, if you're going to change your job, if you're going to change something that could drastically affect your financial situation, these are things that should be discussed. You know, attraction is serious. You know, you have to be attracted to your mate. You should be attracted to your mate. So if there's something that would has the potential to damage that, I don't see why you wouldn't uh, discuss it. And I feel like if that's a decision that was made without, you know, Consulting the the significant other You can be pretty sure That there are other things going on In that relationship That are not being discussed In in an in, in effective Manner And so which is going to have You know drastic consequences So yeah I, I definitely think um, That's something a woman Should consult her significant other with And you know if If she doesn't and the man makes a decision to to end the relationship. I mean, you can't. Here's the thing: you can never say someone is wrong for doing what's right for them. 
You, you feel what I'm saying? You can't. That can't be wrong. And I think we live in a society where we cater to, we, to so many other people prior to ourselves. Only people that come before me and what I want are my kids. You know, and my wife. You know, that's that's how it should be. But if something is not right for you, if if something jeopardizes your happiness, you know, that person has to, or whatever that is, has, should be changed. That's just how I feel. You can't put, you can never put someone's happiness. In fact, and when people do that, put someone else's happiness or feelings prior to their, their own, that's a very clear and definitive example of low self-esteem and lack of self-worth and value. So, yeah, you don't want to, you definitely don't want to do that. Um yeah, man. What a couple more? What what uh, what else do we have here? This is an interesting question. If you marry, and we discussed, there was a pretty big discussion about this over in the friends group recently. Um, but if you marry someone that already has kids from a prior uh, previous relationship, those kids are now your kids and should be treated as such. True or false? True or for or false? Now that's that's an interesting question. Um, those kids are your kids. I think that's the the language that I have an issue with. I don't. I, mean, I feel like if you let me just tell you because there's a lot of misconceptions. I do. I counsel a lot of women. Okay, I've counseled a lot. I counsel a lot of women. I have counseled a lot of women who have actually struggled with the issue of being a single parent. A lot of women out here feel that single women want love. But they feel as though their kids, and no one, many women, most women would not admit to this, but they feel like their kids are a burden in in regards to their um, the, their likelihood of of being chosen. In their mind, the one of the lies that the enemy tells them is that you know these men want wives with no kids. They want women who they can have a, uh, a, a start scratch start from scratch. As far as building a family with now, in many cases that's true. That's that's the truth. But what you have to understand is, ladies, men marry women, not their kids. Men seek women for three things. You know, they look for the best possible personality, the highest level of respectability, and one hundred percent emotional availability. Right, so. You, it's very possible to have all of those things and still have, uh, you know, and, and, and have and be a mother. It's possible. Now, in today's society, is that likely? No, it's not. And you know, is that rare? Absolutely. It's very rare that you find single uh, parents who are emotionally available, who have the best possible personalities, and and have a high level of respectability. It's it's not impossible, and it, it, they are out there. I know several, but it's rare. And so what I'm saying is, ladies, don't ever look at your children as a burden. Don't ever allow your children to cause you to question your level of self-worth. Don't feel like you're not as valued because you've got two kids by two different men. That doesn't matter. You know, I mean, is that for me? Is that for, you know, certain men? Probably not, but there's somebody for everybody. And you should never devalue yourself or allow the enemy to devalue you 
you know, because that's the number one thing that we look for is confidence, you know. And so, yeah, just so just think about that. So I feel like as far as the question goes, you know, those kids are now your kids. No, those aren't my kids. Those are, you know, your kids. But now I can love those kids, right? I can, if I have kids of my own, I'm not going to treat those kids differently. And these are just my views. But and I'm just being honest. In my opinion, I feel like there's you're always going to know. You're always not to say you can't love your stepchildren, not to say you can't accept them, not to say that you can't treat them all the same. But to I have a son, I have a daughter. You're always going to have a special bond with someone who is yours, who came from you. You know, and I feel like, I mean, you know, most people may or may not be honest about that, but there's always, I mean, you know, which is not, and that's how it's supposed to be. You know, I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. You can't manufacture that, you know, seeing, being there in the delivery room and maybe helping pull out a child, helping, actually helping deliver. Like the doctor allowed me to actually help, you know, lift out both my son and my daughter you know what I'm saying? You know, bring them into this world. And so that's a bond that you can never duplicate or replicate. And so now that's not to say you can't love someone who is who has become part of your family, but to say that, you know, those kids are now your kids and should be treated as such. I mean, I you know, there should you should never treat someone differently. But to say that there's not going to be a difference in that bond, to me, I don't, you know, at least for me, I don't think that that would be um, the case. So, I mean, that's just my thoughts. You know, again, great, great discussion. I mean, you guys can let me know how you feel about that. But, um, you know, just that's just my personal views. Um, What else, though? What else? What other questions? These are some really good questions, man. You guys can always feel free to inbox me questions. You can feel free to... um, Call 855-55-DATON with questions. You can um, ask DATON at trctoday.com with questions. Call into the show live with questions, whatever you guys want to do. But now here's an interesting question. In your opinion, if a woman lets a man smash, okay, if, if he takes that trip to Smashville, is he obligated not to smash, have sex with other women, and to tell that tell that woman if he does for safety reasons? Now, this is one of the last questions I want to do tonight because this is um, a very, very big problem in today's society. You can't, ladies, and I'm going to talk to the ladies just just for a second. You cannot, you know, give up your body. Okay, and 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 all of a sudden decide that that gives you the right to put dibs and keep tabs on what a man does and who he does it with. That does not give you the right. Giving your body to a man, sleeping with a man, does not give you the right to monopolize his time, um, question him about his whereabouts you know, popping up at his crib, because, you know, I get it. You know, I had a young woman one time I was intimate with, and uh, we had an intimate moment, and uh, she said, you know, like, in the midst of it, you know, 
what what does this mean for us? What does what 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 are we? What do, what do, you know? What are what are we doing here? What does this mean? I said it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not. You know what I mean? It's just this is just what we're doing. And you know, a lot of women they they take sex very seriously. You know, and that's one of the reasons why Steve Harvey's book has become so popular because it 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 for many women it put a value on their body on their sex. It says, okay, you if you have to value yourself, so put it at ninety days. Now that's a pretty low that's a pretty low to place to set the bar is ninety days for your for your, your you know your body. But um, for many women, it's better than nothing, and that that's his whole thing. That's why he's made millions of dollars you know from that. Um, but for me, I feel like you know. Even so, even if you give yourself to a man, that still does not give you that right, ladies. What gives you the right, you know, is is marriage. You know, is a man committing to you, saying he loves you, and not only just saying he loves you, but showing you he loves you by his actions and, and making an honest woman out of you. You know, that's what gives you the right to really invest your emotions in someone when he's invested himself in you. Not the physical act. And that's why a lot of these relationships are on a train wreck. There was a recent uh, video that was posted online, and I shared it, where the women were, you know, busting, they busted the windows out the car, they were jumping on the on the car like monkeys and apes and baboons, you know, and uh, just, you know, twerking because they had busted out a window. But you know there was some sex there. You see what I'm saying? There was that was those emotions were only to that point because their their uh, their bodies, which they had placed on such a high pedestal, were given, and in their mind tri- trifled with, and which caused some some anger. And what I'm saying is, ladies, when you eliminate the sex, when you totally take sex off the off the table, out of the equation. There's no reason to even get to that point. That soul tie will not even be there, which will even cause you to react in that type of uh, a violent manner, emotional manner. You, it'll be easier to detach yourself from a situation that's obviously not of God. It'll be easier to decipher that a situation is not of God when the when your sex is not uh, been given. But no, absolutely not. You you know you don't get get to you know pop up or just over overstay your welcome. You know, back, I told y'all before, I've told y'all many times, back in the day, I, you know, I would never have women over the crib. Very rarely would a woman come to my crib. Because I, I don't know what it was, but they would get comfortable. You know, it was a situation that was just physical, but they would get comfortable thinking like, oh, I gave my body to this man, so now I can move in, I can put a toothbrush here, I can bring my towels, I can have a drawer, I can start leaving stuff here. I can start cooking. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't, you don't got to do all that. You don't need a drawer. You don't need a toothbrush. You don't need none of that stuff because you're not staying. So I, to avoid all of that. And, and, you got, and ladies, a lot of times y'all thinking these men are married. A lot of times y'all thinking these men live with their parents. Nah, they just don't want you at their crib because they see some psycho tendencies. That's what these men won't say. That's what most men won't tell you. But I'll keep it real with you. A lot of this stuff, they're just trying to avoid, you know, the heartache, the 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 busted windows. 
so, ladies. You know, just keep that stuff in mind. And like I said, as we move forward, we're, you know, I'll, I will continue giving just the realest advice, guidance, um, you know, from a biblical standpoint. I mean, I mean, if you want you, however you want to do it. If you want to just take it from me as a man, you know, if you want to look at this thing from the what the Bible says about the Bible says, don't give your body to a man. You know, don't don't give your your pearls to to swine. No matter how you phrase it, you got to keep those legs closed, and so many problems will be avoided. You know, so much hurt, pain, and resentment will be avoided if those legs are kept closed. So, guys, I told y'all about an hour. You got me going on an hour and a half. You know, like I said, I just wanted to talk to y'all for a little bit, get some stuff out the way, set the stage for uh, for Friday night with, with uh, if you guys haven't been tuned in, uh, with our interview, my interview with uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, um, who will be here at 9 o'clock. Let me tell y'all this real quick, because, you know, I know y'all are black. <laughs> I mean, my audience is mostly black. So, I mean, no, no disrespect, but let's keep it real. We're, I'm going to start at 9 o'clock. You know, some of y'all like to tune in at 9.15, at 9.20, you know, 10 o'clock. No, I'm starting the interview and with Dr. Umar Johnson on Friday night at 9 o'clock. All right? <laughs> that's that's what it is. Like I'm that's what I mean. Like I'm starting the interview at nine. Like as soon as we start the show, we're gonna go straight through. We're gonna end it around eleven o'clock because you know when it's me, whatever we can kind of play around with the time and go to midnight if we want. I want to try to be respectful of Dr. Johnson's time, so I'm gonna try my best to keep it right at uh, two hours, maybe a little bit, a few minutes before, depending on how things go. So just tune in on time. And, uh, you know, and that's what it is, man. I want to thank y'all for, for listening in. Uh, like I told y'all, counseling specials are still going on, free session. Everyone's first session is totally free, 855-55-DAY-DON. Um, info at dot com uh, is the website. Hit us up, and um, I will see you guys Friday night, tomorrow night, Classic rebroadcast. I'm not sure which one, but it will absolutely be a classic rebroadcast Thursday. Live show Friday with, again, Dr. Umar Johnson. Feel free to call in 646-200-0366 with uh, any comments or questions you might want to, you know, ask Dr. Johnson yourself. All right, guys, thank you again for listening. I will see you all next time. Good night.
on total motivates you, girl. A date on be a motivation, child. A date on total come and rock your world. Mm. A date on be a motivation, child. A date on total motivated you, girl. A date on be a motivation, child. A date on total come and change your world. Don't ever let yourself settle for.